Section thirteen of the Seen and the Unseen by Richard Marsh. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sonia. Six, the fifteenth man, the story of a rugby match. It was not until we were actually in the field and were about to begin to play that I learned that the Brixham men had come one short. It seemed that one of their men had been playing in a match the week before in a hard frost if you please and getting pitched on to his head had broken his skull nearly into two clean halves that is the worst of playing in a frost you are nearly sure to come to grief not to ordinary grief either but a regular cracker it was hard lines on the brixham team some men always are getting themselves smashed to pieces just as a big match is due the man's name was joyce frank joyce he played half-back for brixham and for the county too so you may be sure lance didn't care to lose him still they couldn't go and drag the man out of the hospital with a hole in his head big enough to put your fist into they had tried to get a man to take his place but at the last moment the substitute had failed to show if we can't beat them fifteen to their fourteen i think we'd better go in for challenging girl schools last year they beat us but this year as we've one man to the good perhaps we might manage to pull it off that's how mason talked to us as if we wanted them to win although they were only fourteen men they could play i don't think i ever saw a team who was stronger in their forwards lance their captain kicked off mason our chief returned then one of their men getting the leather tried a run we downed him a scrimmage was formed then before we knew it they were rushing the ball across the field when it did show i was on it like a flash i passed to mason but he was collared almost before he had a chance to start there was another turn at scrimmaging and lively work it was especially for us who had the pleasure of looking on so when again i got a sight of it i didn't lose much time i had it up and i was off i didn't pass i tried to run upon my own account i thought that i was clear away i had passed the forwards i thought that i had passed the field when suddenly someone sprang at me out of the fog it was a little thick you know caught me round the waist lifted me off my feet and dropped me on my back that spoiled it before i had a chance of passing they were all on top of me and again the ball was in the scrimmage when i returned to my place behind i looked to see who it was had collared me the fellow i told myself was one of their half-backs yet when i looked at their halves i couldn't make up my mind which of them it was try how we could although we had the best of the play we couldn't get across their line although i say it we all put in some first-rate work we never played better in our lives we all had run after run the passing was as accurate as if it had been mechanical and yet we could not do the trick time after time just as we were almost in one of their men put a stop to our little game and spoiled us the funny part of the business was that either owing to the fog or to our stupidity we could not make up our minds which of their men it was at last i spotted him mason had been held nearly on their goal line they were playing their usual game of driving us back in the scrimmage when the ball broke through i took it i passed to mason I thought he was behind when he was collared and thrown joyce i cried 
why i thought that you weren't playing what are you talking about asked one of their men joyce isn't playing i stared not playing why it was he who collared mason stuff i did not think the man was particularly civil it was certainly an odd mistake which i had made i was just behind mason when he was collared and i saw the face of the man who collared him i could have sworn it was frank joyce who was that who downed you just now i asked of mason directly i had the chance their halfback their halfback their halves were tom wilson and granger how could i have mistaken either of them for joyce a little later gifford was puzzled one of their fellows plays a thundering good game but do you know i can't make out which one of them it is do you mean the fellow who keeps collaring that's the man the curious part of it was that i never saw the man except when he was collaring the next time said gifford when for about the sixth time he had been on the point of scoring if i don't get in i'll know the reason why i'll kill that man it was all very well to talk about our killing him it looked very much more like his killing us mason passed the word that if there was anything like a chance we were to drop the chance came immediately afterwards they muffed somehow in trying to pass blaine got the leather he started to run drop yelled mason in that fog and from where blaine was dropping a goal was out of the question he tried the next best thing he tried to drop into touch but the attempt was a failure the kick was a bad one the ball was as heavy as lead so that there was not much kick in it and as it was coming down one of their men appearing right on the spot caught it dropped a drop which was a drop sent the ball right over our heads and as near as a toucher over the bar just then the whistle sounded do you know declared ingall as we were crossing over i believe they're playing fifteen men mason scoffed do you think without giving us notice they would play fifteen when they told us they were only playing fourteen hanged if i don't count them persisted ingall he did and we all did we faced round and reckoned them up there were only fourteen unless one was slinking out of sight somewhere in the dim recesses of the fog which seemed scarcely probable still ingall seemed dissatisfied they're playing four three quarters whispered gifford when the game restarted so they were wheeler pendleton marshall and another who the fourth man was i couldn't make out he was a big strapping fellow i could see that but the play was so fast that more than that i couldn't see who is the fourth man don't know can't see his face it's so confoundedly foggy it was foggy but still of course it was not foggy enough to render a man's features indistinguishable at the distance of only a few feet all the same somehow or other he managed to keep his face concealed from us while gifford and i had been whispering they had been packing in the ball broke out our side i had it i tried to run instantly i saw that fourth three-quarter rush at me as he came i saw his face i was so amazed that i stopped dead putting his arms about me he held me as in a vice joyce i cried before the word was out of my mouth half a dozen of their men had hold of the ball held held they screamed down i gasped 
and it was down with two or three of their men on top of me they were packing the scrimmage before i had time to get fairly on my feet again that was joyce who collared me i exclaimed pack in pack in shouted mason from behind and they did pack in with a vengeance gifford had the ball they were down on him it was hammer and tongs but through it all we stuck to the leather they downed us but not before we had passed it to a friend out of it came gifford sailing along as though he had not been swallowing mud in pailfuls i thought he was clear but no he stopped short and dropped the ball dropped it as he stood there from his two hands as though he were a baby they asked no questions they had it up they were off with it as though they meant to carry it home they carried it too all the way almost it was in disagreeable propinquity to our goal by the time that it was held now then brixham you've got it that was what they cried staining staining all together that was what we answered but though we did work all together it was as much as we could manage where's gifford bellowed mason my impression was that he had remained like a signpost rooted to the ground i had seen him standing motionless after he had dropped the ball and even as the brixham man rushed past him but just then he put in an appearance i protest he cried what about asked mason what do they mean by pretending they're not playing frank joyce when all the time they are oh confound frank joyce play up do you've done your best to give them the game already steady staining steady left there left centre steady we were steady we were more than steady steadiness alone would not have saved us we all played forward at last somehow we got the ball back into something like the middle of the field gifford kept whispering to me all the time even in the hottest of the rush what lies pretending that they're not playing joyce here he had a discussion with the ball mostly on his knees humbug about his being in the hospital we had another chance out of the turmoil mason was flying off with a lead it was the first clear start he had that day when he has got that it is catch him who catch can as he pelted off the fog which kept coming and going all at once grew thicker he had passed all their men of ours i was the nearest to him it looked all the world to a china orange that we were going to score at last when to my disgust he reeled seemed to give a sort of spring and then fell right over on to his back i did not understand how he had managed to do it but i supposed that he had slipped in the mud before i could get within passing distance the brixham men were on us and the ball was down i thought you'd done it that time i said this to him as the scrimmage was being formed he did not answer he stood looking about him in a hazy sort of way as though the further proceedings had no interest for him what's the matter are you hurt he turned to me where is he he asked where is who i couldn't make him out there was quite a curious look upon his face joyce somehow as he said this i felt a trifle queer it was his face or his tone or something didn't you see him throw me i didn't know what he meant but before i could say so we had another little rough and tumble one go up and the other go down a hubbub arose there was ingle shouting i protest i don't think this sort of thing's fair play what sort of thing you said you weren't playing joyce said we weren't we aren't 
why he just took the ball out of my hands joyce where are you yes where is he then they laughed mason intervened excuse me lance we've no objection to your playing joyce but why do you say you aren't i don't think you're well i tell you that frank joyce is at this moment lying in brixham hospital he just now collared me i confess that when mason said that i was a trifle staggered i had distinctly seen that he had slipped and fallen no one had been within a dozen yards of him at the time those brixham men told him so not too civilly do you fellows mean to say he roared that frank joyce didn't just now pick me up and throw me i struck in i mean to say so you slipped and fell my dear fellow no one was near you at the time he sprang round at me well that beats anything at the same time i added it's all nonsense to talk about joyce being in brixham hospital because since half time at any rate he's been playing three-quarter of course he has cried ingle didn't i see him and didn't he collar me asked gifford the brixham men were silent we looked at them and they at us you fellows are dreaming said lance it strikes me that you don't know joyce when you see him that's good i cried considering that he and i were five years at school together suppose you point him out then joyce i shouted you aren't ashamed to show your face i hope joyce they replied in mockery you aren't bashful joyce he was not there or we couldn't find him at any rate we scrutinized each member of the team it was really absurd to suppose that i could mistake any of them for joyce there was not the slightest likeness dryle appealed to the referee are you sure nobody sneaked off the field stuff he said i've been following the game all the time and know every man who's playing and joyce hasn't been upon the ground as for his playing three-quarter pendleton marshall and i have been playing three-quarter all the afternoon and i don't think that either of us is very much like joyce this was tom wilson you've been playing four three-quarters since we crossed over posh said wilson that was good as though i hadn't seen the four with my own eyes play sang out the referee don't waste any more time we were at it again we might be mystified there was something about the whole affair which was certainly mysterious to me but we did not intend to be beaten they're only playing three three-quarters now said gifford so they were that was plain enough i wondered if the fourth man had joined the forwards but why should they conceal the fact that they had been playing four one of their men tried a drop mason caught it ran was collared passed wide to the left and i was off the whole crowd was in the centre of the field i put on the steam lance came at me i dodged he missed pendleton was bearing down upon me from the right i outpaced him i got a lead only rivers their back was between the brixham goal and me he slipped just as he made his effort i was past it was only a dozen yards to the goal nothing would stop me now i was telling myself that the only thing left was the shouting when right in front of me stood joyce where he came from i have not the least idea out of nothing it seemed to me he stood there cool as a cucumber waiting as it appeared until i came within his reach his sudden appearance balked me 
i stumbled the ball slipped from beneath my arm i saw him smile forgetting all about the ball i made a dash at him the instant i did so he was gone i felt a trifle mixed i heard behind me the roar of voices i knew that i had lost my chance but at the moment that was not the trouble where had joyce come from where had he gone now then stay ning all together and you'll do it i heard mason's voice ring out above the hubbub brixham brixham shouted lance play up joyce or no joyce i told myself hang me if i won't do it yet i got on side blaine had hold of the leather they were on him like a cartload of bricks he passed to gifford don't run back i screamed they drove him back he passed to me they were on the ball as soon as i was they sent me spinning somebody got hold of it just as he was off i made a grab at his leg he went down on his face the ball broke loose i got on to my feet they were indulging in what looked to me very much like hacking we sent the leather through and lance was off their fellows backed him up in style they kept us off until he had a start he bore off to the right already he had shaken off our forwards i saw mason charge him i saw that he sent mason flying i made for him i caught him round the waist he passed to pendleton pendleton was downed he lost the ball back it came to me and i was off i was away before most of them knew what had become of the leather again there was only rivers between the goal and me he soon was out of the reckoning the mud beat him as he was making for me down he came upon his hands and knees i had been running wide till then when he came to grief i centred should i take the leather in or drop drop shouted a voice behind that settled me i was within easy range of the goal i ought to manage the kick i dropped at least i tried to it was only a try because just as i had my toe against the ball and was in the very act of kicking joyce stood right in front of me he stood so close that so to speak he stood right on the ball it fell dead it didn't travel an inch as i made my fruitless effort and was still poised upon one leg placing his hand against my chest he pushed me over backwards as i fell i saw him smile just as i had seen him smile when he had balked me just before i didn't feel like smiling i felt still less like smiling when as i yet lay sprawling rivers pouncing on the ball dropped it back into the centre of the field he was still standing by me when i regained my feet he volunteered an observation lucky for us you muffed that kick where's joyce i asked where's who joyce he stared at me i don't know what you're driving at i think you fellows must have got joyce on the brain he returned to his place in the field i returned to mine i had an affectionate greeting from gifford that's the second chance you've thrown away whatever made you muff that kick gifford i asked do you think i'm going mad i should think you've gone i could not it seems ridiculous but i could not ask if he had seen joyce it was so evident that he had not and yet if i had seen him he must have seen him too as he suggested i must have gone mad the play was getting pretty rough the ground was getting pretty heavy we had churned it into a regular quagmire sometimes we went above the ankle in liquid mud as for the state that we were in 
one of theirs had the ball half a dozen of ours had hold of him held held they yelled it's not held he gasped they had him down and sat on him then he owned that it was held let it through cried mason when the leather was in scrimmage before our forwards had a chance they rushed it through we picked it up we carried it back they rushed it through again the tide of battle swayed now to this side now to that still we gained two or three short runs bore the ball within punting distance of their goal we more than retained the advantage yard by yard we drove them back it was a match against time we looked like winning if there was only time enough at last it seemed as though matters had approached something very like a settlement pendleton had the ball our men were on to him to avoid being held he punted but he was charged before he really had a chance the punt was muddled it was a catch for mason he made his mark within twenty yards of their goal there is no better drop kick in england than alec mason if from a free kick at that distance he couldn't top their bar we might as well go home to bed mason took his time he judged the distance with his eye then paying no attention to the brixham forward who had stood up to his mark he dropped a good six feet on his own side of it there was an instant silence then they raised a yell for as the ball left mason's foot one of their men sprang at him and leaping upwards caught the ball in the air it was wonderfully done quick as lightning before we had recovered from our surprise he had dropped the ball back into the centre of the field now then brixham bellowed lance and they came rushing on they came on too we were so disconcerted by mason's total failure that they got the drop on us they reached the ladder before our back had time to return it was all we could do to get upon the scene of action quickly enough to prevent their having the scrimmage all to themselves mason's collapse had put life into them as much as for the moment it had taken it out of us they carried the ball through the scrimmage as though our forwards were not there now then staining you're not going to let them beat us as mason held his peace i took his place as fugleman but we could not stand against them we could not in scrimmage or out of it all at once they seemed to be possessed in an instant their back play improved a hundred percent one of their men in particular played like old nick himself in the excitement and they were an exciting sixty seconds i could not make out which one of them it was but he made things lively he as good as played us single-handed he was always on the ball he seemed to lend their forwards irresistible impetus when it was in the scrimmage and when it was out of it wasn't he just upon the spot he was ubiquitous here there and everywhere and at last he was off exactly how it happened is more than i can say but i saw that he had the ball i saw him dash away with it i made for him he brushed me aside as though i were a fly i was about to start in hot pursuit when someone caught me by the arm i turned in a trifle of a rage there was mason at my side never mind that fellow listen to me these were funny words to come from the captain of one's team at the very crisis of the game i both listened and looked something in the expression of his face quite startled me do you know who it was who spoiled my kick it was either joyce or joyce's ghost before i was able to ask him what it was he meant there arose a hullabaloo of shouting i turned just in time to see the fellow 
who had run away with the leather drop it as sweetly as you please just over our goal they had won and at that moment the whistle sounded they had done it just on time the man who had done the trick turned round and faced us he was wearing a worsted cap such as brewers wear taking it off he waved it over his head as he did so there was not a man upon the field who did not see him clearly who did not know who he was he was frank joyce he stood there for a moment before us all and then was gone lance shouted the referee here's a telegram for you lance was standing close to mason and to me a telegraph boy came pelting up lance took the yellow envelope which the boy held out to him he opened it why what through the mud upon his face he went white up to the roots of his hair he turned to us with startled eyes joyce died in brixham hospital nearly an hour ago the hospital people have telegraphed to say so end of section 13